This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to the Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it, but I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Welcome to another week of the Neurodivergent Nurse. I'm so glad that you're here to join me on such a fun conversation normally. I don't know, sometimes it's not always fun, but here we are. I don't really have a whole lot of updates other than if you are a Patreon member, then you saw the video of the update of the Instagram post where I had a little bit of a meltdown in the car after I drove an hour and a half from my home to go take a recertification course not knowing there were additional instructions that somehow I missed and it was a whole thing. But how did my work respond to it? Well, you're going to get to find out if you are a Patreon of the Neurodivergentness. Otherwise, I hope you have had just really a great week. Starting off, it's the week of Valentine's Day. So I thought that I would come and have a conversation about things that ADHDers may struggle with. And one of those is healing from heartbreak. I mean, we all struggle with healing from heartbreak, right? But ADHDers, because we get so focused and we get so fixated on certain things that it is not as easy for us to let go. Therefore, the struggle and the pain and all of that just, it seems to be on a loop and it's a little bit more difficult. So if you have recently gone through a heartbreak or if you're in a great relationship and one day you do go through a heartbreak and you're like, man, I remember Jamie posted an episode about this. I need to go back and listen to it because there's some pretty great tips for ADHDers specifically to kind of heal from these situations that are just so uncomfortable. Let's be real, love hurts. It scars us. And for those of us with ADHD, traits like rejection, sensitive dysphoria, big feelings, and obsessive thinking, it will prolong and worsen the pain of a breakup. I'm here to give you some tips of moving on. Breakups cut deep in the ADHD heart. How rejection sensitivity, it interferes with the hurt of being dumped nearly to the point of physical pain. That is something that neurotypical people often do not understand. And as in the last 
episode when we talked about triggers versus discomfort and everything else, there's almost a physical pain that is connected to rejection sensitivity. We're also prone to obsessive thinking. If you have ADHD, not a shocker for you. A breakup can and oftentimes takes over our lives, and that will interrupt our ability to concentrate on anything else that really does need our attention. A sad song replays in our heads, heartbreaking, and it's just so inescapable. There are constant reminders of our ex everywhere we look because in the ADHD brain, everything is connected to everything else. We overshare our heartbreak with our friends. We incessantly rehash the details of the breakup until no one wants to hear about it anymore. And good luck if you can pick up on those cues of the people that you're talking to about the breakup that they don't want to hear anymore. We may be unable to stop crying about the breakup at work, even though we know how unprofessional it makes us look. It's not an exaggeration to say that ADHD worsens and prolongs the pain of a breakup, even leading to depression and low self-esteem. Getting over a breakup is way more difficult for us than it is for most neurotypical people. If you're going through a heartbreak, I hate it for you. I'm so sorry. But I do want to bring you a few things that you can do to ease the pain and hopefully move on. The first thing that you can do, I don't know if you're a music lover like I am, but if you can make a feel-good, cathartic playlist that includes happy songs that get you into a better frame of mind, independence manifestos about not needing your ex, you know, kind of like the song, I Will Survive, or sad songs that allow you to just cry it all out. Singing releases dopamine, which is a chemical in short supply for those of us with an ADHD brain. So that's gonna make you feel good too. The second thing you can do is you can journal obsessive thoughts. This is an extremely effective way to get hurts or worries out of your head and break the loop of painful thoughts that you may be stuck in. Number three, have a funeral for your breakup. Having a moment to eulogize the relationship and say goodbye is one way to kickstart the healing process. After that, gather up mementos and put them out of sight. If you can, get them out of your house. I do understand that that may be very difficult for you because a lot of us with ADHD, we are sentimental people, right? As far as a funeral, uh, to get some closure. Write an unsent, the key word is unsent, goodbye letter. You can list all the ways that the relationship was not right for you. List what you've learned and what you hope to bring into your next relationship based off of what you learned. List the qualities that you will seek in a future partner. This is a golden, golden tip because it is going to help you be able to relay like what do you really want moving forward? Do you want someone that responds back to your text messages? Do you want someone that when you say, this hurts me, that they don't pull away? That when you have open communication, when you say, this is an area of mine that I know is a fault or a weakness of mine, but I'm telling you, this is what I do. This is how I respond. So when those situations arise, they don't run and just leave you spiraling in that emotional and mental turmoil. Put that on your list and make sure that you abide by it. List the qualities that you will seek in the future partner. I found this as far as advice, but I'm I'm kind of I kind of 50/50 on it. So, hold off destroying mementos right away. It may be tempting to burn photos, letters, or other items that remind you of your relationships, but wait a while if you can, as you may regret impulsivity 
you may regret being impulsive and destroying them. I feel like it's kind of like a 50-50 for me personally because I am a sentimental person. I'm going to hold on to things for the lifetime of me. I look like a pack rat of emotions, but sometimes it is good to burn those mementos or get rid of them because when you keep going back to them, it does somehow provide a place of hope. It provides a place of a reminder when you felt like you belonged and you were loved and that is a great feeling to have, but sometimes it gives you a false sense of this was real and that means that the next thing you could do is spend a lot of time with your friends. If you don't have any close friends, you don't have the free time to make someone. Nope. If you don't have any close friends, you now have the free time to make some. Join an activity or a group for like-minded people. Try new things or learn a new skill. Or look to the existing pool of people that you actually do know. The friendly person from yoga may be a great new friend. Number six, make time for the things that you enjoy. You'll feel better about yourself knowing that you're taking control of your life and you're doing the things that make you feel joy rather than only grieving the end of a relationship. To that end, adopt a new self-care practice. Be it relaxing skincare routine, going to get a massage every month, which is what I do, hot baths with candles. I saw a really cool Instagram account that post about, I don't know, little lights that they put in their showers that looked phenomenal. But I was like, oh yeah, I should definitely look into that and take part in it. Or it could be meditation and mindfulness. Number seven, cry. Cry as much as you want. Cry for days, weeks, months, if necessary. I had a good friend that I developed when I was working at uh, Johns Hopkins many years ago. And I started working there. I went into traveling post a fresh breakup from someone that I was engaged to. And this person that I bonded with was a fellow traveler. And I had a couple really tough times whenever I would see that my ex was dating someone or there were just like weird messages. I remember telling her like, I should be over it by now. And one of her things that she said to me that really stuck with me and I appreciated was that no one gets to tell you how long is the appropriate time to grieve. No one gets to determine that you get to be sad for this long and then you need to be over it and you need to be rebounded and you need to be back to you, the you that was before this broken relationship. So, I'm reminding you, if you need to cry, if you need to take time at random moments to really mourn the relationship that meant so much to you, it's okay. It's okay. You you don't need permission, but I'm giving you permission. And if no one else in your world understands it, they don't have to. There, there is no need. For them to understand what you're going through. Your sadness, your grief, your issues that you're experiencing, they all belong to you. And however long it takes you to recover whatever path you take to get better, to move on, it belongs to you. And you get to decide what that looks like. 
not anyone else. They're confused right now if they don't want to be with me because this was a very real emotion that they shared and, and this is the product of it. One of the things that you can also do is to make time for the things that you enjoy. You'll feel better about yourself knowing that you're taking control of your life and you're doing the things that make you feel joy rather than only grieving the end of that relationship. To that end, adopt a new self-care practice like we just talked about. Maybe it's a relaxing skincare routine, the massage that I highly recommend. Journaling, hot baths with candles, meditations, mindfulness, whatever it is. Self-love is so important for those of us with ADHD. As we receive more negative messaging about ourselves than do the neurotypical people. And because of that like small fact of reality, that causes us to question our self-worth and it can also cause it to tank. So another thing that I saw that uh, was information was to avoid dating right away. It might be tempting to jump into a relationship with the next person who comes along, but if you do not take the time to heal, you will bring your pain into the new relationship. You want to show up as the best possible version of yourself when you're in a new relationship. Take the time to grieve so that you can properly move on. The next one, remind yourself of your strength and your resilience. Breakups are among the most painful experiences we endure as human beings. The loss of a person that we loved, the future that we imagine with them, it crushes our soul. The best way through a breakup is to allow yourself to feel your feelings and to treat yourself with compassion. Do your best to remember that love is not a finite resource. There's so much of it to go around and you will find it again. There's no magic fix to this situation when you are completely heartbroken, but I do want to remind you of something that you may forget very often is that you're, you're really strong. So I know it sucks. I really do. I really know that it sucks. And you may have so many different ways to prove to yourself that you are not worthy and that you deserved the breakup of a person who did not want to be with you. But I'm reminding you that there are different horizons out there that you are amazing. And just because someone doesn't recognize to the nth degree of the things that you can offer, it doesn't mean that you're not worthy of it. I read somewhere that someone said that if you're going to buy a Gucci purse, you may not understand the product that uh, is at a general retail store. I don't know, but you are that expensive product. And because someone else does not see the value in you doesn't mean that it's not there. They may just not be able to afford it. So know your worth and then add tax. I believe in you and I'm really glad that you chose this week to hang out with me and I can't wait to talk to you again.